0: Hey guys, it's Walter, the host of The Skullcast, and thanks for tuning in to our very first episode. Before we start, I just wanted to say very briefly that the podcast audio recording quality is low for our first outing. We also didn't really have any notes. So just know that you're in for kind of a shit show for the first episode. It does get better over time. We get better at podcasting. We get better equipment. This is the natural course for all podcasts. So just, you know, kinda grin and bear it for this episode. And if you like the idea for what a Berserk podcast could be, please keep listening. I promise. Hashtag it gets better. Hey guys, it's Walter from Skull Night. This is our first show, and with me today I have... Oh, a, I guess you have me. And you have me, Griffin. I have Zeal and Griff, both my our co-admins at SkullNight.net, and we wanted to give guys uh, a chance to hear us and also hear our ideas that you may not otherwise see on the forums. A lot of times we don't get to say everything we feel because there's not always a way to do it uh, gracefully on a forum, so... Um, we're not sure how long this will last. It might be the first and last episode. Who actually knows? But we have a couple things planned for discussion. I have a thing written as introductions, and now we just said our names. But what do you guys, uh, do on the site in general? Do you, do you guys have assigned roles? People probably don't know that is, you know, I run the site, but I don't really have any unique roles. Except that I'm a super admin on the forum, which means <laughs> technically I could delete the whole thing and everybody if I wanted to. Other than that, what's that you can all do damn it. Azil can do that too. Apparently, I didn't know that. I can do everything. <laughs> Shit. I, <laughs> I can't
1: can do, do that. Azure your identity.
2: Yeah, you know, I think about this stuff. And we're, this is going to turn into a weird meta Skullknight.net. That's totally fine, man. That's fine.
1: <laughs> just thinking
2: about how, you know, if Az wanted to, you know, you could just take it all down. So, you know, he's he's your partner. He better be
0: <laughs> I think I think about that from time to time. But but the thing is, like, when we brought Azil on in 2003, you know, relatively, we didn't know a lot about Azil. We just knew he was a really efficient, productive member and then I, I kind of just gave him adminship without really thinking second tw- second about it. I trusted him. So I was like, here you go. And he's never betrayed that trust in almost 10 years now. So that's pretty freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, I have to say, you got lucky, actually. I mean, I could have been a <laughs> moron, you know? Oh, yeah. He totally could have
0: deleted everything in the entire forum, and there's little luck I could have done about it. So.
1: Yeah, the, the thing is, at the time, I wasn't even that productive. I think when you gave me adminship, I had like just, you know, 400 posts or something.
0: Mm hmm. I think it was three or four hundred, yeah. And now it's way more than they were mine. Good posts. Yeah, 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 hell yeah. To be honest, I don't actually remember a lot about what was going on in the forum at that time. I think it was two thousand three because I was really busy with college, and that's part of why I brought the zeal on. Is because I was I had way too much on my hands in college and a job and a girlfriend, so I was just like oh, having the, the forum was really active at the time. I think it's the most active it's ever been. Or I think oh four maybe was the most active, but Azil helped the load, and ever since then, obviously, we've become a little family. So,
1: I'm like yeah. your central panzer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Griff, kind of talk about your role in Skull Knight. Uh, you you kind of have a different role. I mean, how, you, how would you word it exactly?
2: Uh, let me let me think about that. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, okay. You guys do everything, and I sort of just like hang out. <laughs> hey, what, you know? like, it's one way to look at it, I don't I don't have any delusions, you know, about like what my role has become.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm I, I don't know. Maybe I'm more like I try to be a little more spiritual leader. No, I'm just bullshitting. No, no, that's cool. That's cool.
1: <laughs> like,
2: like sort of, you know, sometimes I'll be like advocate to like I don't know some of our more troubled members I'll come and say something nice about it why they you know it, you know devil's advocate this person maybe shouldn't be deleted maybe they're redeemable you know sort of like an ombudsman you know or you know and also representing like you know if we're too harsh but then at times I'll totally go the other way and I'll just get pissed and like be like I'm going to delete this guy <laughs> it doesn't make any sense I guess so I don't know
1: you bring a touch of you know madness and art to or you know <laughs> firm law and order yeah the way it, the way it's
0: worked out in the past couple of years is interesting it's been more like like me and Azil are, are very we're kind of like a hive mind because almost it's like if I think something he'll almost already be thinking the exact same thing but more often it's with, with Griff like I don't know how he's what he's gonna say to this. <laughs> it could be crazy <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's been actually I've, I've always wanted kind of a balancing act on the site. Between.
2: Yeah, I guess I can be, I'm a little bit of a, I guess I can be like the contrarian a little bit sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's useful. I've I've always wanted that kind of balancing act on the site, not just for the admins where it's important, but also among the members. I'd like to be, to have kind of a collection of different ideas as long as they're not complete bullshit. And that's the trouble I think, uh, the site gets in PR a lot of the times is people see us, uh, dissing other people's opinions, but it's really more like we're taking down them on the back to the factual level. And yeah. um, that's the trouble people have with the site. A lot of times when they say we're trying to censor them, whatever, but really we're just trying to make things right or get it right. Cause if you get one idea wrong and you perpetuate that, it becomes a bad idea in the heads of hundreds and hundreds of people. So that's what hey, I always hey, try man. to stop.
2: Fuck you, yeah. man! I got every yeah. speech here. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns into that. It's like, no, we're talking about you know, we're talking about Berserk here. This you can't prove
1: it's wrong. You can't prove it's wrong. You can't prove it. No, he's a robot. I tell you.
0: Yeah. No, guts. Guts yeah. is an elf, if you recall. Yeah. yeah. So. That's a very lengthy introductions, but I think it's useful because that's stuff that people like to hear about or what we actually do on the site. Um, Real quickly, I think I can already just do this review for you guys. How long have you been following the series? I've been I've been following it since 2000. Sorry, since so 1999, around late 99, uh, summer of, of that or so. But not to get too too much into it, I, there was another forum called Black Sun of Midland that kind of is a predecessor of SkullKnight.net. That everyone uh, kind of started... That was the first real Berserk Forum that I know of, anyway, in in America. And that's where me and Griff started. And, Azil, I think you came on and... I think you were... To, go ahead. You were a French Forum, I thought, at first.
1: Yeah. Actually, uh, I discovered the series, I think it was in 2001, or maybe 2000. Anyway, I didn't join instantly. I sent you an email. I think I read oh, something yeah. from, from fucking Olivier, and I sent you an email... Uh, regarding translations, I believe. Okay. And what did and, I say to uh, that? At the time, I was playing EverQuest, so uh, I didn't join any forum because I had no time for anything except EverQuest, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. And when
1: I stopped, uh, yeah, I joined a French forum and uh, Skull Knight, both at the same time, and I guess I wasn't as active on Skull Knight as uh, I became later on.
0: But mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah, basically, that's it. But I, you sent me an email, and, and how did I respond to that email? Oh yeah, you were polite, but I basically I was asking you, oh man, uh, can you give me more translations or whatever, or can you give me a... Fuck, I don't even remember, you know, but in any case, you told me, well, no, I can't. See ya. Oh, okay. See, ya. See I,
0: I thought I was much more of a dick to you than that. I, I, I don't know, my memory of that is basically, you, you reminded me of it a couple of years back and basically I treated you like you were some fucking idiot like yeah get the fuck out of my email don't even bother me dude
1: was <laughs> nah, basically. I it wasn't that bad. Oh, basically, okay. I was like oh hi uh, I'm a French fan or whatever bullshit and could you provide me with every translation you have of Berserk because I'm a big <laughs> fan and, and you told me like well not, not really no I can't do that yeah whatever. whatever
0: yeah Wow. I
1: think you, I think you said uh, I know a French guy who told me he's working on an official translation. So keep in touch or whatever, or stay tuned or some shit like that.
0: Oh, su- surprisingly thoughtful.
1: Yeah. Well, at the time. Uh, yeah, but now, I,
2: I now we I know sp- what you were really thinking. Yeah, that—that that. That
0: totally is what I was thinking. I was thinking, <laughs> see,
1: don't yeah, the bother me. It is
2: going to be gone when you sign on later today. <laughs> I just learned
0: about this. <laughs> Damn it! Betrayal at last.
1: Yeah. Well, let's we'll see it anyway.
0: Okay. Well, that gets us past introductions. Um, I'll just move straight into news. There's a couple more things for introductions, but we feel like we've delayed the point quite a bit, but this is a big week for Berserk. Not this week in particular. We're now in the last part or the first part of the week after the premiere uh, in Japan for the first movie of three that are planned. Uh, I don't really need to orient you guys on what it is too much. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already fucking know it's the Berserk movie. What I'd like to know is what the response has been from the little bit of stuff that we have seen. Uh, just before the movie was released, I think it was the day it was released, they showed a 10 minute clip of the first 10 minutes of the movie. Um, and there's been kind of mixed response from that among a lot of our members. But, uh, what did you guys think of the 10 minutes, uh, 10 minute clip? Whoever wants to jump in first.
1: Well, you can go ahead, Griff. I mean, what project? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's that was. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I've kind of been ignoring it just on the board, and wasn't going to say anything. And yeah, I was almost gonna. I was thinking of taking that attitude on here, like project. I don't know any project. (laughs) There's no project.
0: But we know you've seen uh, it. Yeah, (laughs) but uh,
2: (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm pretty down on it right now. I have to be honest. Like I looked at the. I mean. I looked at the pictures of, like, the Berserk Blu-ray the other day, the new one that got posted of, like, Femto with the uh, apostles behind him. hmm And I was thinking, you know, that looks better than, like, anything I've seen from, like, I don't know, there, there's ten minutes. I mean, that's not true. It's just how I feel, mm-hmm. like, looking at it, like, because it's like, wow, that looks, you know, that's very detailed. That looks actually kind of nice, a lot better than I remembered. Mm-hmm. And I, then I remember the ten-minute thing. The scene, and it's like, all of it was so alien, and I was like, this doesn't look like Berserk, and it also had that weird, unca- I just didn't like the look of it, you know, mm-hmm. in general, on its own merits, it had that weird 2.5D look the whole time, yeah, sort of like a video game, and like the, instead of it looking like, uh, you know, we were talking about the commander's face online... Mm-hmm. Like, instead of looking like he was actually cell-shaded, it looked like a cell-shading effect. I mean, it was, you know, it was one thing removed from being the reality of
1: what it should look like. (laughs) And it was... I just didn't like it. Like, Right. Azir? Well, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's all bad, but it's true the 3DCG is not that great. I mean, I... From what we've seen in low resolution, it's it's alright. I mean, I can I can you know, I can endure it. But I think in you know really high resolution, it will show, and I think it will be a bit you know jarring at times. At the same time, well, it's pretty nice. It's a uh, I think it's a big thing for Berserk. Honestly, yeah. I think it's it's good for yeah. Mira in general and for the series because it will bring more money, more attention. So we might get you know more things. We might even from a merchandising point of view. Now, as far as the movie itself, some scenes are right. Some scenes are, I don't like too much, and uh, yeah, I have to agree with Grief that even when I see, you know, Bazuso, he looks like, you know, he doesn't look so good to me. So I guess uh, in that regard, I'll wait to see the whole movie. But I think, you know, some scenes don't look so good, and uh, no matter how people ra- rationalize it, you know, saying, oh yeah, but you know, people, whatever, it doesn't look good, and it's not going to look good. Yeah. No matter how you 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 know turn it, it won't look good.
0: Th- things for me personally got a lot easier to swallow once I adopted Griff's perspective on the whole thing, and that is, it's basically it's a music video for Berserk.
1: Yeah, it's just
0: just look at it as like a basically it's a it's a three or four not three hour four hour yeah it's like three and a half hour long advertisement for the series. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. It'd be great if it were. But, you know, they're gonna take some of their own fucking liberties. And if, as long as I just take it off the pedestal of, 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 it being a great, a great achievement, and more of it is just, eh, people will see it, and then maybe they'll turn to preserve. That's, if you look at it like that, eh, I'm happy for it. Sure. Why not? But yeah, the 10 minute clip, I mean, honestly, I was bored. I said that on the forum, I was very bored by it. Uh, I, I actually, I was eating pizza throughout the whole thing, and, uh, only whenever I came to the titles, whenever they started showing the clips of the, the Miura art, and then the old the characters from the later parts of the series, almost spit my pizza out. I did not expect to see that many people, that many you know newer things in there, and it actually got me very excited, more excited than I've been this entire project. Like you know, more than a Music. year's worth of news. So
1: <laughs> that being said, you know I I don't think the direction is that bad in the movie. I mean, what we see of the introduction. Uh, I don't think it's, you know, badly done I don't think it's, you know, really shitty or anything It's just, the technology they used. it's never been used before So this is some kind of test so Sure they can, They're testing the technology, and yeah. it doesn't look so good And I, I wish, I wish they would have done it, you know Maybe, you know, four years from now And some other project would have had, you know Some kind of, you know, off-looking and, you know or another project to test it, and, you know but yeah, I mm-hmm. guess it's not, you know, it can't be done. But
2: on on that front, like, yeah, it kind of, like, that part of it sort of makes it sting and, like, it feels like, you know, there's not going to be, like, another shot at this. I, there's not going to be, you know, a new Berserk anime that where they do it all over again. Right. And, you know, get it right. I mean, I don't know. This is the... I guess the silver lining to it sort of using a new sort of process is that in that way it it could be groundbreaking in that way and get more attention that way, but it's still going to, you know, suffer from, you know, being the trial run. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that sort of, that part is like a little bittersweet. It's always going to be sort of that, you know, what could have been, even though we're getting, you know, this big, you know, production. It's still like, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I don't know. But that might just be, you know, I don't know. I might just be against the thing. Sure, <laughs> so I might be biased. But
0: I've tried the, to... Go ahead, Zil.
1: No, I was going to say, at the same time, what you what you mentioned is true. I mean, personally, the way I see it, even if some parts sucks, you know, it's alright. I, I remember the parts that look nice. We can make, you know, I don't know, fucking, you know, GIF files out of it, <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, if that's it. You know, I don't care. I haven't... You know, the original animated series, the TV series, mm-hmm. I think I saw it only once. Only once. Wow. And it was, you know, fucking ASF5s, you know, whatever. Really <laughs> shitty. I never, never watched it again, so I don't really care. If some parts can look nice, if we get even one nice thing out of it, it's fine with me.
0: Griff, how many times have you seen the t- anime TV series?
2: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even... I can't even, like, describe in a traditional sense, like, watching it linearly, because I've just seen every scene individually so
0: many <laughs> times now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't think people I, appreciated the amount of effort that went into your remix project, the remake project, sorry, uh, how many times you actually had it. It's like, you know, a uh, real quick aside, whenever they film MST3K episodes, one thing they don't, most people don't know is that they watch those movies three oh or yeah, four like, oh, times. Well, Yeah, maybe three or four is, uh, was yeah. conservative, but uh, many times over, before they come to a draft, it's actually funny where they have jokes that have been built up over multiple viewings. But you had you had to watch the fucking shitty-ass TV series, like, I'm guessing, like, five or six times over per episode to get those things right. Am I far off in that or what?
2: Uh, not at all. And, like, maybe probably more than that. And, like, not even, like – it wasn't even, like, watching the episodes. Like I yeah. said, it was, like – because I'm moving scenes around and everything. But and then I have to watch it again and again. Oh, I'm hearing myself, suddenly. Yeah,
1: that's some echo. Really? Yeah, I think it's gone.
2: Yeah, it's gone now. Oh, weird. Anyway, yeah, I had to keep watching it again and again and again. Not only the, I had to, you know, look at the original clips, I had to compare it to the ones I had edited. And so, yeah, I've got a, I sort of, it gave me a new appreciation for, you know, the ways it was like and not like, you know, the manga, the way it like uh, or the manga. How should I pronounce that? <laughs> These are the uh, things I worry about. I think it's
0: manga. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. We don't care.
2: And, you know, either it's, like, it might be a little Stockholm Syndrome. I've seen it so many times now, I actually kind of like it. You know, I, like, have fond memories, you
1: know, of, like, working
2: yeah. on this thing. So, uh, but, yeah, I was able to just see, like, how really, uh, I don't know, how it, how a lot of, the, like, there was, like, it wasn't as fundamentally terrible as I thought it was, it was like, it was just sort of like broken and could have, it was very fixable, like, and it was weird how they were inconsistent where literally, like pretty much from the point on, like when they do the three-year cut after, you know, Guts joins the Hawks, or the Falcons, apologies, and uh, it cuts to three years later, it follows very closely the original story from that point on until it gets to about... I guess, volume... Until Guts leaves, basically. It's very, very close to the original, and I just wonder why they were so, like, by the book during that part, and then everything else is like a clusterfuck, like, where they're just doing all sorts of crazy shit, or whatever they want. And the point I want to get to is, like, this new adaptation, just those ten minutes I watched, it was so fundamentally different from, like, (laughs) Berserk, like, as I knew it, like, the... You know what the story was, how it's portrayed in the original volumes, and it struck me how much closer the original one was. And I thought the original was shit, you know. And it just makes me appreciate it in a weird way. And it also makes me, you know, it makes it harder for me to appreciate this new adaptation.
0: Right. I'm, I'm yeah. opening up volume four right now, and the movie starts with a, in my opinion, lengthy scene of Gut staring at the fucking sun for a bit before he sees <laughs> a bird get hit by a trebuchet shrapnel or was whatever. that a falcon? I don't fucking Ooh. know. It was pretty stupid. But here, I'm, I'm I'm opening the manga, volume four, the first page of this section of the series is a castle being sieged. It takes up two pages. Next page, battering ram. Next page, people are beginning to be killed. Next page, bazuzo. Next page, guts makes his entry. So that's three, four pages in, guts makes his entry into it's actually the bazuzo economical. fight. Right. It's just, it was bam, bam, bam. Let's get to the bazoozo fight. <laughs> This thing, it takes a lot of time setting the scene up and setting the atmosphere up. One thing I did like about the 10 minutes, though, probably my favorite part of the whole footage that we saw, actually, was cannon fire or trebuchet fire hitting the castle and then the wall shaking, stuff falling on people. And then we see the Holy See symbol kind of wobble a little bit. So yeah, that's yeah. a nice a nice detail. It gets some, like, levity to... What's actually happening to the scene around these people? You don't you don't get a lot of that in the the manga itself, but it, it adds to the, the the sense of that scene. But you know, again, this is a movie. That you have to accomplish different things in a different time frame than the, the the comic itself. So
2: yeah,
0: I thought that added where some of the other things subtracted, like too much random nonsense action getting guts to the Bazuzo fight. But you I know, mean, that's that's, that's going to happen. So. you
2: know what it was like the equivalent of like mm. a bunch of like watching a bunch of stormtroopers running around like if you had a five minute scene in Star Wars of stormtroopers just running back and forth that's what I felt like it was watching all the sort of like the battle stuff where guys were like getting in position and running around and it was yeah. just like, and uh, you know it's it's sort of neat how it rounds out the world a little you know like you were talking that's sort of I guess what the seeing the Holy See, you know mm-hmm. symbol you know rocking back forth accomplishes too you're sort of seeing different perspectives right But at the same time, you know, you know that's going to, it's a zero sum game, and that's going to mean some things are going to be cut out. Right. So why are you spending five minutes
0: on that? One thing um, to transition out of this is uh, in addition to the 10 minute clip, we got a 28 minute horrible interview, video interview (laughs) with a lot of people involved in the production of the movie. And among those are. The, I think it was the producer or the director. I think it was the producer that actually.
1: He's a a producer, yeah.
0: He mentioned a lot of things about Miura's involvement that heretofore we've been kind of just taking stabs at. We hear a little bit about his support of it, but this guy was making direct claims about what Miura said and how, what Miura felt, particularly about how this project was pitched to him. And a lot of those things struck me as disingenuous and I'll, I'll go into detail in a second, but basically it seems like He's really trying this guy was really trying to stretch how much Miura supported the project and how much their project's better than the others. What he said was that tens of other projects have been uh production companies have pitched series to Miura and Miura has said no flat out. These guys brought a pilot to him and he said, Oh my god, please, yes, please work on my series. And then he, he also said beyond that, and here's where it starts to get wobbly for me, he said. We then chose Warner Brothers to be our publishing partner in this. Really, is that how it worked? You said, hmm, who's the best source for this? Let's choose Warner Brothers. Well, actually, if you look at Studio 4C, uh, their history, you know, Warner Brothers is typically tied to all their projects for, for publishing deals. So it was probably more like a domino effect, like, well, who's going to publish it? Warner Brothers. And so then I started to question everything else the guy said about how they got to this process, why they chose this method. How they how they ended up with this budget, all this stuff, the the whole thing just fell apart, and it seemed really disingenuous. It seemed like he was really pushing the point that Miura supports this project. I think it's great. We, he thinks it's an amazing uh, direction for the series. So, what did you guys think of all that PR stuff? that guy said,
1: well, uh, I, I don't know. If, he did not seem that disingenuous to me. Although, yeah, I guess his claims are a bit, you know, fishy. But I guess. I can understand that having brought on a pilot, which he said, he specified was very expensive to make. I guess that could have convinced Mura. I mean, the, the things the main problem for, uh, you know, that kind of project is the budget, basically. To make Perzac look good and to, make, you know, do it justice, you have to have a big budget. And they didn't have one, and I, I guess uh, previous projects didn't have one either. So I guess the guy brought on that pilot, which they put a lot of money in, mm-hmm. and, uh, Mura thought, yeah, well, it doesn't look too bad. And Mura himself, in Young Animal, he commented that with the new technology of 3D CG, it could be done and could look good. Right. So I think when they approached him, that's what they really put forward. Like, we are going to do this a way which has never been done before. It will look good with a reasonable budget. So basically, it's, it's doable. We can do it. Mm-hmm. We can adapt the whole series. And basically, you know, from it, it, that's how they could, you know... Seduce if I can say so, uh, into uh, the project. Well, after that, you know, as far as Warner Bros. is concerned, I can't comment on that. But yeah, I guess the the guy makes it look like he's a guy who decided everything. Right. I, I did it. It's my project. Right. I went. I took Mira. I <laughs> said, okay, all right, Warner Bros. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't mind you guys. You're right. You can publish my movie. Right. Okay. And uh, I don't know if that's the truth or not, but you know, yeah, I guess he. He looked like a jackass a bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, a
2: disingenuous producer? What?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he's the guy they're putting in front to talk about the series, so I'm going to pick on him if I have a chance. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else, what else, what else? The... Well, this is this is quite a bit different. Are you guys cool transitioning out of this topic, or do you have more to say on the interview itself?
1: No. Uh,
2: yeah, um, not really. I mean, I could just say that Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with you guys. I think, you know, he's sort of pumping himself up. And obviously, it's not, you know, this isn't like a documentary made after the fact. He's still promoting it, actually. So, you know, it all has to be how much, you know, Mira loves it and uh, was on board. What actually, my comment is, I want to know about those other offers. (laughs) I I want to consider I, I still want to go back. Wait, can we still make that happen? I just want to, I want to see some other pilots.
0: Yeah, it was, it was really neat to see the little bit they showed us of that initial pilot. We'd never seen a lot of those things before. Um, uh, we saw some of those clips, the Griffith scene, and then the gut yeah. swinging the sword at the Holy Iron Chain Knights, but we hadn't seen a lot of those stuff before, so that was neat. I wish they would have shown us a little more, but it would be nice to see what other production companies had come up with, apparently nothing. More than a pitch, so...
2: Well, it would be interesting to know who they were and, like, what the parameters of their offer were and what Miura liked and didn't like about it. Maybe they... Maybe it was very limited, what they were offering him. Like, we could only do a small part, you know? We couldn't... You know, it would just... And we'd have to change it a bunch. So, I don't know. You know,
0: it actually... I never really thought about it until just now, but it kind of gives us some insight into Miura's thinking. Think about... Think about this. Miura, in 1996 or 7 approved a deal with that studio to do the TV series. The series ends after one season. Years pass, apparently multiple people pitching projects. Ultimately, he approves this one. What was his mindset getting to this decision?
1: You know, it's a bit different. It's not like it ended after one season. It was planned to run only one season. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a point of detail, but my point is not like, you know, it ended after being unsuccessful or whatever. They did, they did the runs they planned, and that, that mm-hmm. was it. It was pretty popular, actually. It greatly helped, you know, Berserk get recognition. So I guess, uh, yeah.
0: Sure, I, I didn't mean to imply that it wasn't successful or well received. My point was more, you know, whether it was successful or not. There was nothing beyond after that, and so I wonder. Yeah. I wonder what Miura thought of the quality of it, and yeah. and what his non approval of future proposals says about his reflection on the quality of it. If it well, took I them. think
1: at, at the time I remember I I, ca- I couldn't you know give you a source, but I remember reading that Mura wasn't so hot about it. Like right. he he there there was you know quite a few parts he didn't like about it. Right. So, but the thing is, you know, maybe Murat, very simply, maybe after ten years, he realized he was never going to get a dream project. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you know, it it was just wasn't going to happen. So he said, "Oh well, these guys at least are giving it a serious effort. So might as well, you know, go for it. And another thing which, you know, people don't often, you know, take into consideration is that Mura, he's a pretty humble guy, you know. I mean, he's Japanese, of course, so by default he's going to be humble. But he's, you know, I can see him saying, oh, well, they know how to do movies. I'm just, you know, a mangaka, so I'll let them do their thing. That is
0: definitely the impression I got from the little bit I heard of his phone interview, you know, obviously yeah. I don't speak Japanese, but I'm I'm pretty good at picking up on mannerisms and conversations as part of my job. But he was very reserved, even though he was the star of the show at that point in the segment where they're calling him to get his impressions on the thing, he's very hesitant to give his opinion of it and when he did it was in a very timid fashion. And, and you could tell sort sort of the way he was approaching it was, Yeah, it's good it's, it's pretty cool. Nice job guys, you know, kinda neat was kind of the the feedback he was giving them. And obviously they were responding very graciously, but what he was actually pitching to the conversation, what, as far as a project's concerned, wasn't necessarily like milestones. It, you know, it wasn't like gobs and gobs of praise. He was like, "Yeah, it was pretty neat." You know, that's my mm-hmm. that's my understanding of it anyway. I know Zeal, you have a little bit more knowledge about what was actually said because I think Paila did some translation of it.
1: Yeah, but actually, I don't remember
0: it. Because, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not asking for a transcript, but just the general impression was that he was not exactly bending yeah, over backwards to you know. Kiss the it. Is,
1: I I was trying to remember because I think he actually spent some time talking about other things. He or did. I don't remember. I think he praised the detail. You know?
0: Yeah, he, he didn't actually. He did talk about you know some other stuff as well, but yeah, the project itself, he didn't spend a lot of time
1: praising it. Yeah, I, I know. That there's one thing is you know I think he appreciated the fact that. First they got some kind of, you know, uh, expert in weapons fighting for medieval, you know, whatever, medieval times Right And also, I think he can appreciate what they are doing For example, with the 10 minutes introduction scene You know, for Japanese people, it's, you know, some kind of, you know, exploit They could, you know, show, trebuchet, you know, firing at the castle, you know, and a battering ram To them, it's like, wow, they did some kind of historical research. It's incredible. Yeah. (laughs) For me, personally, it's like, you know, yeah, I I saw this in fucking, you know, kindergarten or whatever. But, you know... Yeah, you uh, you live
0: in France. They have trebuchets in your backyards, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, practically. (laughs) But, you know, in in any case, I think Mira can appreciate that kind of stuff, you know. And the fact, for example, they integrated the Holy See, you know, symbol Mm -hmm. in the first, you know, castle town or whatever. I think... He can, he can, you know, appreciate that that sort of detail. As for the rest, what they're modifying or not, I think his take is basically, well, they know what they're doing, they're the movie makers, and, you know, he's a mangaka, he's taking care of his manga, and he's just, right. you know, going on with it. You know, that that is a good point, and
0: I'm really glad that this happened in that show, was that Miyura's contribution to that phone interview was, yeah, that's, that's a nice anime series, that's great. Here's what I've been doing. And he showed an actual preview of the new episode, so... To me, that solidified what his focus was. Like, yeah, it's great you guys have this cute little project, but here's episode 326's preview. I've been kind of busy, guys. You know, speaking of which, that's a good point of transition into the new episode that came out this past week. Um, obviously, if we're going to continue to do these podcasts on a regular basis, the episodes aren't released that frequently, so you know, there's not a hell of a lot to say in this episode. But uh, what do you guys, what do you guys think of what we saw in 326?
2: Probably the uh, the interaction with the the beast yeah. before guts delivered the uh, the final blow. There, absolutely, was what jumped out at me.
0: Me and, and Azil, me and me and Azil work on transcription for the episodes that we then hand off to Puela, who translates it. And so me and Azil always talk back and forth about you know the first versions of what the translation ultimately ends up being. The way the way it worked is I, I gave what I thought was said. Cronus clarified, apparently both of us were wrong. Azil, you can talk a little bit more about it.
1: Yeah, what was it? Go ahead. I, I was going to say, yeah, the thing is, you know, it's not so much, you know, that it's wrong what's being said, but the problem is basically who's talking, you know, mm-hmm. because essentially, Gus is talking to the beast, so he's, like, talking to himself, and, you know, in the original Japanese, there's no subject for it, so basically, it's, you know, pretty complicated to, to how to say... To transcribe and translate it to English. So, essentially, Gus, you know, the vocabulary that is used here as he talks to himself, so talks to the beast or the beast talks to him or whatever, he says, not yet, I haven't devoured enough. You know, so Mm -hmm. basically, I haven't devoured enough, that's not something Gus usually says, you know, it's more like what the beast would say. Right. And then, you know, there's this text, you know, where you see his hand, you you know, gripping the dragon slayer. Yeah. He says, "Yeah, as usual, you know, you make an excuse, but it's more this time. It's really pathetic, you know."
0: Yeah, that that part in particular seems huh. directly from the beast. But at the end of the conversation, Guts is facing the, the camera, facing the page, the viewers, I should say, and then there's this big bold kanji on each side of his face. Yeah. To me, that might be Guts speaking or taking yeah, control of the conversation. One
1: of the things. Okay. Know, it's that. Uh, Basically, the font used mm-hmm. is a font used for Gus, not for the beast. You know, the oh, beast, yeah. is, there's a font used for the beast, which is a bit more like, you know, for apostles, you know. Mm. It's a different kind of font. And I know it's stupid, but th- that seems to imply it's basically Gus talking to himself. But, you know, he talks to himself, but he's using, in a way, the vocabulary of the beast. So I guess it means, you know, it might mean, what would say, it's his, you know, schizophrenia mm-hmm. showing. He's talking to himself. It's like he's talking as a beast to Yeah, him himself.
0: That that's, I mean? that's exactly what I took away from it as well. And it's actually really fascinating because we, although obviously everyone knows the nature of the beast, but we tend to think of them as different characters. But the beast's more yeah. an aspect of Guts or a side of his, of his personality that's, yeah. you know, growing and growing in, in different ways as he keeps it bottled in. But, in this could, uh, particular instance, way to
2: describe it be like as simple as sort of like you know, in a way he was like sort of psyching himself up, you know mm. to like get make that final that last attack,
1: yeah, yeah of course. yeah.
2: well, the- yeah, I mean, it could be that simple instead of, you know this super, you know, complicated like uh, the way I was sort of originally interpreting it, this super complex you know relationship that's evolving, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's just as simple as, you know, just, they were all the same age because, you know, they both, you know, had the exact same goal at he, that moment. and He was just getting himself to fucking do it. Well, yeah,
0: there's definitely some mutual mutual relationship here. What my interest in is, and this might be seem a small detail, but who actually initiated this conversation? Who called upon who in this instance? Was it Guts reaching for the sword, calling for the beast? Or was uh, it, go ahead. You know,
1: you see Guts, you know, saying, damn, that's good. When yeah. Shuka's is crying, you know, he's yeah. like, oh. Basically, he's you know he can't do it. He's lying. He's lying. He can't move. He can't do it. Then right. there's a panel, you know, a panel of the beast's eyes yeah. must be opening, and that's when it says, you know, not yet. Right. Not, not yet. I haven't I haven't had enough. Basically, so I guess, I guess it's the beast, you know, who's basically, when Gus is lying helpless, the beast is like, no, not yet. Right. So pretty awesome uh, scene. Yeah. Yeah, that
2: does add a neat dimension to it, too. Like, you know, sort of just, you know, how it's not going to let him die, that part of him. Right.
1: And just, you know, to keep going a bit, but, you know, Guts, before he, you know, reunited with Kaskan, whatever, he was in many, many situations where he was, you know, down, he was bleeding, he was wounded, whatever, and he was, you know, getting up, you know, getting up, keeping on, you know, keep going on. And I think, you know... This just, you know, shows what's going on inside his head in these moments. But in, in, in a way, it's also the same thing what, that was happening in volume one or you know, volume three or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, it's the same kind of process. Sure. Yeah.
0: The action itself isn't unique, but the way he sort of called upon the beast in this particular instance he like you say he activated a a function of the armor a specific function of the armor in order to get up
1: you know by contacting the beast what's incredible to me is that of of course he 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 says you know give me pain whatever the the pain jolts him awake right what's what's pretty cool to me is that he's basically using the armor but you know he's got this white tie you know so old-school gut style, you know. Right. I think with, you know, Rage. <laughs> right. That's pretty cool, I think. That combination of the two is, you know, pretty awesome to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. definitely. Um, transitioning away, um, this is just something small I noted while I was making the show notes, but the chapter we're in right now is the chapter of Elf Island. That was named pretty much right as we transitioned back from Griffith, I think it was. Yeah. And... It's-
1: so with Falconia, basically, and yeah. Fantasia. Sorry,
0: Fantasia, Chapter of Elf Island. We've been in the Chapter of Elf Island now for two volumes. I think this is the third. Yeah, we're now in the third volume of Elf Island, and we're not even necessarily to the island. We're on another island right now. So, what do you think the intention of Mira in aim- naming this the Chapter of Elf Island? Why not the Chapter of Solitary Island or something like that? You know, why, 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 why give that? Why shout it out now? Why not wait until we're there?
2: (laughs) I think it's probably because it's going to. I mean, like, usually these chapters are like, you know, five to like seven, you know, volumes long. So Mm -hmm. I would imagine that, you know, for not too long, they're going to get there. And it's probably a way, you know, it's appropriate because they are going to deal with uh, the Elf Island in this chapter. And also because it's sort of, at least from my fan perspective, it lets me know, like, all right, you know, this is it. You know, be patient. We're going to get there.
1: Right yeah you, you know it's not like it's the first time it happens, you know, yeah. if you remember the previous chapter is called you know Falconia,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but you know it starts <laughs> it starts Brittan you know yeah written-ness. and basically it we only get to Falconia when the chapter ends, actually the yeah. last episode of the chapter of Falconia is called you know Falconia, right, so the thing is basically we just saw it once we just so it's like the chapter you know tells the tale of the advent of Falconia what led Mm -hmm. its creation and so I guess like Griff said Mm. uh, basically we are going to see the Elf Island soon enough and I'm pretty sure not not long after we see it we're going to change chapters you know and it's like Okay, we saw the you know journey to get there. Mm-hmm. They got there, some adventures. Then it moves on to another chapter, which you know. I think that's you know the way Murai is you know doing it these days. Right, and the next chapter is going to be called "Guts Heartbreak" for Casca <laughs> waking up and her wanting to run
0: back to Griffith. Right, uh, right. Never. <laughs> um, I knew,
1: I knew you geez, would bring it on. Yep,
0: yep. Of course. <laughs> I'm um, just gonna
1: go back
2: to Griffith, she's his sword, nothing's changed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um what do you guys think of the rest of this volume? Now Guts just finished basically well, as far as we know, destroy killing the sea god. We see it deflating sort of uh obviously yeah. slash through the heart. So presumably it's it's no longer a factor. But we still got, you know, seven or more episodes in this in this uh, volume. What do you think will happen before we get to volume thirty eight?
1: Well, uh, you know, I was t- actually talking with uh, Gobola Tula earlier, and we were saying that I, I-, I believe uh, there will be a cut to Griffith's side, or at least to Midland, you know, mm. Mm. not too long not too long from now. So mm. I guess you know, the Mero's will save Guts, or the Moonlight Child will save him, or whatever. And maybe, I think, two, three episodes, and we- we'll go back to Midland. Mm. Then, after that, we'll get back to Guts, and by the time we get back to them, they'll be nearing Hufferlm. Uh,
0: that sounds, that sounds about right. It's about kind of how I pictured it. In volume 33, what happened was we got kind of a quick glimpse at Gut's side, but it was mostly a volume focused on Griffith. And so and I think there's the propensity for there to be a real, like you say, a quick glimpse of what's happening on yeah. the Falconia side before we switch back quickly
1: back to Gut's yeah, side. And, and it doesn't even have to be Falconia. I mean, it could sure, be sure. Anywhere in the world. Oh you know, man. With, uh, you know, with what's happening, anything could be interesting, basically. That'd be so awesome.
0: If it... If it didn't necessarily jump to what you expect, which is you know you know castles or you know Falconia inside, it goes to actually some other characters maybe we knew about before from another arc, seeing what they're Teresia. doing in this new world. Yeah, or yeah, Teresia. finally, <laughs> or Jill all grown up. Mm. Oh, DJ training is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My revenge. Add that into the
2: new anime. It's going to be an improvement. Oh God. They're, they're going to tie up that loose end. <laughs> Fix some of that sloppy work. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with that. But, like, so just for the sake of, like, uh, I guess an alternative, like, maybe... I mean, I think before he would do any cut somewhere else, he'll resolve what happened to Guts. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless he wants to make that like a cliffhanger. But, I mean, usually, you know, you see Guts, you know, that gets resolved. We'll get to see him in whatever sort of wreck, you know, condition he is right now. Sure. But then... Uh, and so, yeah, so if they don't do, like, a transition either back to, you know, uh, Falcone or just somewhere else in the world to sort of show how much it's changed, what would, another cool thing you could do would be if he just held off on showing that so that it would just, you know, like, the whole time they go, you know, the Elf Island and Elf Home and it just, you know, it's sort of, you don't know what's going on back, you know, in the world. And that yeah. that could be, like, a neat tension where they just yeah. sort of leave that up until, like, Guts goes back. And so you're seeing it for the first time when he sees it. Right
1: Yeah, I agree actually You know, one thing I think is, you know Although I think it would be cool, you know, not to show anything I guess there's also some parts where it could be nice to see the world But what would be really nice if we didn't see what happens inside, inside, you know, Falconia at all So yeah. oh, only God. see it when Guts finally gets there, you know That fucking, you know, some kind of bubble, you know Magic yeah. shit or whatever Where the castle must <laughs> be you know, if we never know what's inside and get well, Jesus gets there, wow. Jesus. You're killing me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's actually precedent for that. Like he's done that
2: before. Like, remember in volume, I think it's seventeen, you see what turned out to be Ganishka's forces, you know, marching on Wyndham, and yeah. then we don't go back in there mm-hmm. until like god like 22. 20 or 27, or oh yeah, just yeah. 20, 20... like that's oh, when oh, we see inside the city
0: yeah. and it's just yeah. a mess. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was great, actually. It was amazing. Yeah, actually, it's,
0: this is kind of a quick aside, but, you know, when I first got into the series, like very first, 99, Volume 18 had just come out. The cover, of course, is Zod fighting Guts and Griffith behind him and all that one. stuff. Yeah, it looks like the final volume, you know. But just before that, the Crucian forces had landed, and so I actually didn't think much of it. I was like, ah, yeah, this is just a quick, you know we are going to have another, yeah. another war, another 100 years war, another maybe five-year war, you know. I didn't think about much of the Kushan forces until, you know, they cut back to, away from all the... Um, it's actually, it's the incarnation ceremony directly after that. It's pretty much Kushan territory at that point, you know. Yep. That's one, one thing mo- most people don't think about is that Midland and all its surrounding Holy see Empire pretty much crumbled over the course of, like, what's well, got to be six months or something like that, if that. Yeah. Because uh, in 17... Uh, yeah, time frame-wise, in 17, Cushion Force forces just arrived outside Wyndham's doorstep, basically, and then yep. Gus is setting off to rescue Casca at that same time, so that gives us a little bit of time frame for the crumbling of the entire kingdom, basically. Yeah. Anyway, just in a small note, um... I'm currently rereading through the series uh, roughly a volume a day, really whenever I find time for it. And so I'm, I'm coming up with all these quick little things. I always notice things whenever I read through the series. Not everybody's the same way. Some people catch it all the first time. But for me, I always catch small things, small little nuances about the series. And not, ever, not every series has that aspect to me. So Berserk's
1: very rich. Yeah, uh, of, course. Um, of course.
0: Go ahead.
2: Oh, that sort of brings me back to sort of what might have appealed to Mir about, uh, like, the, the project, the anime project, is, like, he's obviously very much into, you know, details, mm-hmm. and like you say, you can reread this thing, and it's like, there's, almost, there's so many stories going on, like, at the same time, especially now with, you know, the pixies, and, you know, it's like, you can just read it on so many different levels, and... Uh, so maybe that's what really appealed to him about the project and the CGI, just that they would be able to do that. Like, get so many details and so many soldiers and all. I mean, that stuff might really matter to him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that was just something I was thinking about. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you, can, you you definitely can tell he has a flair for large battle scenes. He likes hand drawing all those individual soldiers. You know, he does. it's not like he does that on special occasions. He does it quite often. You know, yeah. if there's a big battle scene, he doesn't sweat the details. You know, he goes all in. So I'm sure he appreciated using a technology that would allow them to convey large battle scenes for sure. Um, I have a couple more topics here, but I kind of want to save them. We're getting to the 50 minute mark right now. We're getting close to it. Um, do you guys want to do off topic or do you want to do dramatic readings?
1: <laughs> well, I guess off topic might be more interesting, you know. <laughs> okay, Um, I think I already know Griff's
0: answer, but Griff, what have you been playing or watching or reading the past couple oh, of weeks? Oh, this is weeks? going to turn
2: into the Breaking Bad podcast. It I was could. thinking about it when we began. It could. <laughs> Looking forward to it.
0: How are you going to do this without spoiling it?
1: Uh, well, gosh, yeah, because yeah, I. I-, I- I haven't seen the show, so no spoilers.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, fine. It, uh, it's really
2: good. There. Yeah. How do you like that? <laughs>
0: That's ah, nice oh, and yeah. clean. Nice and clean.
2: No, so, yeah. Well, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's really good. I really like, uh, I mean, I'll talk about it just in generalities. You know, the main character is sort of like the big attraction, you know, how you relate to him or don't. And it's just very fascinating. And I'm in the middle of the third season. I won't say. Oh, we in the middle now. About. Now I uh yeah, I'm I'm actually eight episodes away from being done with what they've got on Netflix so far, so I'm gonna wrap wow. that up
0: pretty soon. Wait a minute. You're in the middle of season three or in season four now? Season three. Okay. Okay cool. They don't
2: have season four on uh, Netflix yet. Oh,
0: okay. I was just confused by that. Okay. Cool. Yeah,
2: so yeah, it's uh it's it's gotten interesting. I don't like it as much as uh, season two so far, but I mean it's starting to pick up the pace again. So uh, yes. like after like getting
0: back into by the end of by the end of three, you'll you'll change your mind. I don't honestly after three and four, like I said the other night, I don't even remember what happens in season two. It just completely <laughs> washed out of my mind because there's there's quite a bit more that happens later on in the show.
2: Yeah, I'm, right now it's like on the precipice of like big big right. things. So for sure, yeah.
0: That's all I'll say. It's still, it's like, it's it's one of those shows I would I would recommend to pretty much everybody. I'm not sure I would recommend it to Azeal. I'm not sure if Azeal would be into it. I don't know. I don't know if he would be into it or not. It's the same thing with like The Wire. I, I hesitantly recommended The Wire to Azeal, and you don't you didn't necessarily <laughs> like it that much. So,
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> come on, what? <laughs> to mean? No, man, I told you I watch it. I watch it. I promise. I promise. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. Hey, wait a minute. What, what about vagabond? <laughs> oh, no. oh.
0: Jeez, scam on the ropes.
1: Oh. Oh. Well, I submit. I surrender. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm French. I surrender. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You don't, you don't have to pander to our American ignorance. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. i honestly. I'll, uh, I'll watch it. I told you. Okay. You know, it's like it's like for the quiz. You know, I did it. Sure. I, I, would do it. I did it. It took seven years, but I did.
0: I've got a I've got a thread waiting for you to review too. It's the Gambino thread.
1: Oh, yeah, I actually I read it. Oh okay, great. We shouldn't talk about it here
0: though, because it's uh, you'll probably just destroy it. Secrets. <laughs> um I have not been reading or watching much other than Berserk right now. Uh, I basically I got a promotion at work in the past three or four months and it's increased my work a little lot, so my free time is spent. No kidding. Pretty much on the forums and with my wife. So, you know, anytime I have spare time from that, I'm usually just rereading Preserve. So
2: congratulations.
0: Yeah, thanks. I'm getting a lot more money, but it also increased the workload like a lot. So, still I get decent money now. Um, uh, Graham uh, or are you reading anything
1: special right now, or watching? Yeah. Now, actually, uh, recently the Kindle Touch, you know, became available internationally. So oh, yeah. I'm kind of waiting for it, you know, and I guess I'll start reading again after that. I was reading uh, something, uh, but I lost my book a while back, and oh. I guess uh, I haven't picked up on it, you know, since... Well, dude,
0: if dude, once you get a Kindle Touch, I'm totally going to get you a couple books that I wanted you to recommend. This is my way of making sure you read something. It's like... Your, my recommendation? I'll just buy it for you. That way, you know you, you you guilt yourself into watching it or reading it. That way, <laughs> okay. there's definitely oh a book series I wanted you to read because I thought it was really good. I can't even remember the name of it right now. The King Killer series is what it's called. Wow.
1: I think you're you're a monster. Yeah, <laughs> So King Killer. Guilting <laughs> me into reading this. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay yeah.
0: I would not honestly. You know how skeptical I am of most sci-fi fantasy stuff. So like. I would I would not go on the line recommending something unless I really thought it was decent. Okay, I thought well, this was it, really good. If it's as
1: good as a Game of Thrones
0: then Fuck. Uh, hey, I never recommended that shit. <laughs> I'll be sure to read it. <laughs> I never recommended that at all. <laughs> you should, you should read Vagabond at least the first, you know, thirty volumes or so. I read the first three. Oh yeah dude the first three aren't even that great you know to me it picks up around six or seven six or seven is when I started getting hooked on Vagabond before that I was kind of like ah, you know
2: no. actually I think four is where it really starts to sort of take a like the tone really changes it starts, yeah. to, it becomes something really different then it gets a lot more introspective at that point
0: right well
1: i read it when it's finished
0: <laughs> Well, please. damn um, one other off-topic thing I had was I I mentioned earlier in this podcast the guy uh, the BSOM the Black Sun of Midland forum that predates Skull Knight the creator of that is a guy uh, he used to go by the na- uh, the username Scully I think it was just Skull Knight but we collectively called him Scully yeah. uh, for short and he's kind of just it's not like he left the the community like angrily or anything he just kind of fell off the face of the map you know. And so I've been trying to find him through Google for, like, a long time, many years. And I finally found his email address, so I'm contacting him to see. Uh, basically, I just want to show him the movie. I'm not trying to, like, you know, I feel like I'm, like, the leader of a cult. Like, we remember you. We still have you in our books, you know. I just want to show him the movie and say, you used to be in a Berserk. You introduced me to Berserk. If it wasn't for his site... I wouldn't know about Berserk, or at least I wouldn't know as much as I do about Berserk. So
2: He's th- like this godfather figure. He is. in the community. He
0: totally... I mean, to me, he always has been sort of like a godfather figure because he's hes older. He knew more about the series at the time. He introduced me to it. So it's a special relationship there, even yeah. if he just kind of disappeared, you know, for years and years and years.
2: That makes it even better. Yeah. It's, like, more dramatic. Oh, God. Yeah,
0: that's, that's the thing I was asking you guys. I don't even know what to tell someone who knew a lot about the series up until 2000 or so where do you even begin you know explaining what's happened since then you know like well it's basically a magic world now you know and skull knight uh slashed at femto and failed i mean where do you even start There's so much so much shit to go through guts yeah, is dying I mean, every fight
2: Guts not definitely now. mentioned huh Definitely mentioned the, the oh, the, that
1: the God Hand backstory is
0: supposedly in the works. <laughs> that was my that, that was going to be my addendum to the email was I have big news and at the bullet points were going to be there's a new Berserk movie and Miura said we're going to hear about the God Hand soon. I've actually mentioned the God Hand in my show notes at the bottom because that's like a whole fucking conversation. Like Azil said, we could probably go on for that for like fucking a like thirty minutes at least, and we're, we're now at the fifty-five minute mark of this, so. I think we should cut this short unless you guys have any problems with that. Um, nah. I wanted to close um talking about really just real quick impressions. Of what you guys think we could talk about in the future. Like what would you, what would you like to see in this podcast? And I'm also going to open this up in the thread about what use user questions. As Eel suggested we take some user questions from people about, you know, the series and what they'd like to, uh, us to talk about. But what do you guys think we should talk about in the future? Is there something that comes to mind? For you,
1: ma, wow. you know there's a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. Honestly, a
2: lot of stuff. Well, like yeah, we could like do a whole like, like you said, we could do a whole one on the God Hand, and also just sort of general like format. Like, I mean, obviously you talk about like what's going on in the manga, especially or the manga. You know, the current episodes. That's always a topic. What's going to happen? So well, maybe it's, like
0: it's a topic once every three months or so. <laughs> yeah, well, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And, uh, I don't know well especially with this new project I mean that's that's going to be filtering in for a while
0: yeah for sure so
2: that's probably going to dominate things but I mean I don't know how much we're going to want to talk about that again and again do. and again since
0: yeah that's true
1: how, how about we do statue reviews huh what's that how about we read statues from uh, oh, know, God. On a oh the floor whatever yeah
0: yeah yeah no
1: <laughs> I really don't care about this one how about you Walter <laughs>
0: Jesus. Okay, guys, well, thanks for joining me, and hopefully we'll do this again soon. Yeah,
2: yeah sure. sure. I uh, oh, like how we see the exact same thing. Yep, <laughs> it yep. was good talking. It was no, It was good hearing your ass. Yeah, guys. Yeah, same.
0: Yeah, it's the first time we've all three been together. That's freaking insane. For We've worked together for 10 years, and we've never been in the same place before. That's crazy to me.
1: I guess that's yeah, a testament I, to all laziness, you know? It totally is, yeah. yeah.
2: It pretty, it pretty much is. I, but I always thought it was good that, like, I've met you, and you've uh, gone and like met as. So it's mm-hmm. like you're, you know, that's the important thing that you know our 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 leader, you know, is in touch with his lieutenants. Yeah, we <laughs> you know, but, but we're kept separated too.
0: Right, right.
2: Complicated <laughs> power structure where you know but they almost want to keep us apart
0: for some reason. <laughs> between between us, you know, there's a nine hour difference between time yeah. zones. Like right now for you, it's like what ten o'clock, and for Azil, it's um, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock, and, the, and, the, and for me, it's one o'clock. So planning this will be real fun. But I'll leave these details to out of our readers' ears, so listeners' ears. Okay, guys, I'm gonna put it close to it. Thanks for joining me.
1: All right, guys, yeah. have a good one. Yeah, see ya. Bye.